What's going on, big fella? Rudolph with his first completion. It's Pickens in stride. There he goes. The explosion. Pickens. Goodbye. Touchdown. Game over. Pivotal victory for the Cleveland Browns in Houston to improve to 10 and 5 on the season. Cleveland gets it done, 36 to 22, the final. A lot of stuff to talk about. That is a weekend. That is a what are you calling it? Positive pants weekend. Positive pants weekend, man. I put on my positive pants on Saturday morning, and it worked out well in all facets. In I'm my glad that you. Weekend, man. It was awesome. Well, first of all, first of all, um, Merry Christmas. Hope it was Merry good, Christmas, my man. Hope it was good to everybody. Yes, sir. But um, a little rum to get through the the end of the holiday onto the new year. I, like I have I'm to. A, I'm a tequila guy myself, but you know I can get down with the rum. Let's recap a little bit. I have to bake you cookies. Yeah. Or I have to bake mm. you a dessert or something. With love, man. You have to personally bake me some baked goods because that also contributed to my great weekend. I also won our bet, three games to two. You did, and it was over quick. You won the first three games mm-hmm. because of the damn Colts. The Colts pissed me off. No, it wasn't just our bet that the Colts pissed me off. The Colts cost me three parlays this weekend. There were three parlays where they were the only leg to lose to the sorry Falcons. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming at all. And that was actually the game that I had the least confidence in. So, yay me. But um, I will, when I see you, I will have a tray of heartfelt goodies. Yes. For Trey. Can't wait. But, um... Can't wait. You had your positive pants on. I'm walking through the week with no pants now. After <laughs> my Browns are now sitting with a like 99.99% chance to make the playoffs. And on top of that, the wretched Bengals are on life support. They I were mad salty this weekend. Mad salty. They didn't have positive pants. They had negative, you negative was, draws on. You That's was you was out there. You was sprinkling. <laughs> On the wounds, it was so lovely. They had so much hope. The Jake Browning era has now been closed. That door has been closed. I mean, there were actually talks. I heard whispers that he could be a starting quarterback in this league, and we kind of, you know, dashed those dreams. Well, to be fair to them, when you look around the league at some of the starting quarterbacks, he probably could be. Sam Howell got benched this weekend. Yeah, it's been – a hell of a year for quarterbacks this year, man. A hell of a year. And uh, we we actually know that very personally. I mean, between we do. our teams, dude, we've gone through it. You've gone through four quarterbacks. We've gone through three. And it seems like your fourth quarterback is your best and not third He's quarterback. He's the guy. He's the, the guy. Is Mason. He's the, he is the best quarterback named Joe in the state of Ohio. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's for you, Bengals fans. Who day? Who day? Who are they going to beat them Bengals? Everybody's going to beat them Bengals. Y'all can't get a win in the division. You better hope we sit our resters and we our, our starters in week 18 so you mm. can get a win in the division this year. Go ahead. Talk talk your mess. Talk Coming your out mess. hot. <laughs> Coming out hot. Dude, and Rudolph saved Christmas, man. How about he that? He did. What is that? The I want to – Mason Rudolph. So we have – Christmas for Steelers. Steelers A Nation. lot of NFL we have to catch up on. Some holiday fun we had. I got a FaceTime from you. You – I didn't know you were this superstitious. I knew we were a little stitious on this show, but I no. didn't know we were this superstitious. Yeah, it's bad, man. And I, I, don't, I, I don't even like to talk about it, man. This just, I got to stay in the routine. And so, dude, like, so on Saturday, before the game started, I, I'm out playing tennis, doing my thing, getting my cardio in, trying to stay in the optimistic frame of mind. Positive put on my, pants. My, my positive pants. And uh, the game started actually – as I was about to go home and we scored that clip that you played to, to start this show, Mason passing to the GP for an 86 yard touchdown. That happened right before I walked in the house. And before I stepped in the house, I called the wife. I was like, 
I can't watch the game at home. I got to go. I got to leave because if I step inside the house, something bad is going to happen. I got to stay because this whole season I've been watching the game at home, trying to find a nice little groove where I should watch it because I am somewhat superstitious. Got to sit in the same spot with the same drink. Kids got to be in the same room. Wife, and it's not been working out for you. It's not been working, been working out for you. It's been working out. And so I actually had to go watch it at my boy's house. And uh, he's going to see me every Sunday for the rest of this year, at least. So. Well, maybe because I'll probably be with you this Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, well you, I still won't be. I still won't be home. <laughs> he might have to sit on FaceTime with you. Yeah, he's going to have to sit on for, FaceTime with for the my whole three Eric, hours. My boy, Eric, we watched it on his patio, man. It was just so good to see our offense do what they did uh, in a division game at home with everything that had been going on with Coach Tomlin and should it be the coach of the Steelers and uh, is Kenny Pickett the future? Is he going to come back this week uh, with coming off that high ankle sprain? And Mason came in and shut everybody the hell up. Balled I took out. the over. I took the over on Mason's yards of uh-huh. 200. He had it at halftime for me. Dude, I was he, I was sashaying myself to the Kino machine because you FaceTime me. I'm out having a couple adult beverages with some friends who one of them happens to be a Steelers fan too. So I let you talk to them. And you, you FaceTime, I see you turning up with a whole group of people. <laughs> Look at him go. He hasn't seen offense like this in a decade. He's Dude, he's I living his screaming. best life right now. Oh man, it was awesome to see that, man. I'm so proud of my Steelers for putting on that display. Northwestern got a win. And Northwestern came in and backed it up the next day versus Utah. And uh, we've talked about it. My, my, my Wildcats have been through the ringer this year with all the controversy with the hazing and then uh, the new coach taking over Coach Fitz, who's been a Northwestern staple. You thought he was going to be there forever, him getting fired. And then uh, for Coach Brown to come in and lead this, this Wildcat squad, my Northwestern Wildcats to Utah, against Utah, who's the other – we beat them – in our previous bowl appearance, actually, too. So he went out to Vegas, and the Wildcats came through, man. So all in all, an awesome weekend. But you also had a great weekend as well. Oh, I did have a great weekend. I'm going to get into that. It, it was almost the perfect weekend if uh, Brock Purdy didn't lay a turd on Monday Night Football. And that um, mess with your we'll parlay? Get, it we'll, with one no, of your it didn't mess with any, my parlays. It messed with the Browns winning the division. Like it was a real chance. The Ravens got Miami this week, and then you guys. So all we needed was two losses out of those three games, and we just got to beat the Jets and the Bengals, and we take the division. Not only take the division, but since Kansas City lost to the Raiders, would have had a chance to have the yeah. number one overall seed. That's that's just crazy talk. That's just crazy, 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 crazy talk. talk. The Browns actually competing for the number one seed, man. I got to give it up, man. Just. The irony in seeing Joe Flacco with a Browns uniform on, doing what he does, Slinging. seeing that crowd get oh boy, hyped. spinning it. He's spinning he it, man. Spinning it, dude. Cooper's is, out there going for three hundo. Dude, they really try to break records with him. Who? And if there was any downside to my weekend, it was that I lost in my fantasy semifinals, <laughs> and it was because <laughs> Amari Cooper decided to have the game of a lifetime. You know he's he nut nut. For most games over 220, which is some weird stat. Amari, Amari is it Cooper. with three different teams? He's yeah. hit 200 yards with three different teams. And Jerry Jones gave him to us for a fifth-round pick. Thanks, Jerry. How's Michael yeah, Gallup working out for you? Him and, and Joku, man. And Joku's having a resurgence in his career since Flacco's been there. I saw somebody, and we'll get more into breaking both the games down a little bit. There was a lot of other big game. I, I do like, I think the NFL has gotten it right with having these divisional games coming up at the end of the season. Yes. Uh, because it, it does incline teams more to play their starters and not just mail it in at the end of the season. So we'll get more into the Browns game. We'll talk about playoff situations, rehash our MVP talk from last week. Mm-hmm. It's changed um, last then already. Yeah. It's, it's that needles moving, but I want to go back to the Steelers game for you. Let's relive happy times for you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. But that. now there's decisions to make. And, and oh, what a difference. The reason I want to hit on this, and I did not I did not give you a heads up that I wanted to bring this to your attention because I didn't want you to have the chance to think about it too much. I kind of know where you're going with this anyway, but go ahead. But we've talked before about the politics of the NFL mm-hmm. and the, the role that it plays with – 
players that get to play. Kenny Pickett was a first-round draft pick. Whether you like it or not, whether he's right or not, I do think Tomlin's the kind of coach that can make that decision and sit him, but you can't go back to that after what Mason – you have to ride the hot hand. You absolutely do. Um, and it's going to be the subject of the week for us, man. Um, we got to obviously went out to even have a shot at the playoffs. And this is – our offense hasn't looked this good since COVID. <laughs> the COVID yeah. year when uh, Ben was still playing, you know. And um, I don't He was see... having to throw it 55 times a game right. to have it look that good. Yeah, and he didn't have – a, a GP to throw it to either. And so this offense, the way it's looking right now and the confidence that Mason gave the squad, they were playing hard, dude. I hadn't seen that type of energy on the offensive side of the ball in a long time. Jalen Warren's block. Oh my goodness, dude. That is a, he, that is my dude. He pleaded him. He, that is he my guy. Him. Isn't that the Bengals uh, captain too? Jermaine was Pratt. It, Ray? it was, was Pratt. it Pratt or Ray? It was Pratt. Okay. Yeah. Number 57. I mean, yeah, took him off his feet. There's a nice little meme of him. Shoulders and feet off the ground, horizontal to the ground. He absolutely laid him out. But that's the type of block that you can uh, you can you can take to the next week and ride that. And the offensive line seeing Jalen Warren, who I think is going to be a bona fide leader for this offense. The dude just does all the right things. Practices with no sleeves in shorts when everybody else has long sleeves and pants on. Um, yeah, this this that block was awesome. But I don't see any logical reason for Kenny Pickett to start for a couple of reasons. Like one, he's coming off a high angle injury and he's been concussed at least three times in his short career so far. So if you think that he is the future, let that man get all the way hundred percent. Don't let him come out trying to save our playoff hopes on a bum ankle uh, off a high ankle sprain. When, the, when Mason came in and did his damn thing Two, our offense hasn't looked that good in two years, three years. And as nice as it was, your, your playoff hopes are still on life support. Yeah. You still need a lot of work. We need a lot to work because everybody ahead of us has beaten us. Uh, Houston right. has beaten us. Um, Jacksonville has beaten us. Indianapolis has beaten you. Indy. So, like, we need Indy to win the division and Jacksonville to keep losing in order for us to win or vice versa. The worst thing for you would be for Buffalo to beat my because you probably need Buffalo to lose out. You need because they're at That's nine wins happen. now. I don't even I think so. What who who who's number four? You guys have the fifth spot right now, right? Yeah, we're Buffalo, in the fifth spot, then Buffalo, and then, and uh, then Indy. Indy. or Houston. It, either it's one Indy of the Houston. two, Indy or Houston. And so, um, yeah, man, our only chance at getting into the playoffs is for a whole bunch of things to happen in our favor, but. The best chance for us to even win these games because going to Seattle is not going to be easy. No. And then obviously going to Baltimore is not going to be easy, but it all depends on how they, if they win against Miami, there's a good chance they're going to wrestle them off. They'll sit guys. Yeah, they'll sit yeah. guys, especially yeah. with Kansas City losing because they, they will have, it'll be between Baltimore and Cleveland in the AFC for the number one overall seed if they beat Miami. Right. So Miami won't be able to catch them. Like they're basically playing for the number one overall seed this week. Yeah, they're playing for the number Miami. one overall seed. Baltimore wins, they get it, and then there's no reason. And so we can legit go ten and seven, but it's not going to be easy. And and ten and seven still might not be good enough. And ten and seven might not be good with as tightly wound as the AFC playoff picture is. Um, Just those tiebreakers. It gets you the NFC. Yeah. NFC is top heavy, but not in the AFC this year because everybody's NFC beating up on each other. The NFC is trash. It is, man. The it NFC really is, is so bad. It the is. Eagles don't look good. The Eagles and 49ers are going to cakewalk to the Super Bowl. One of those two teams. You know what? I want to hit on this. The most dangerous team in the NFC right now might be Tampa. Oh, no doubt about it. The way they're running right now, the way Rashard White is winning, the, the way Baker is spinning that ball, and the way that defense, the defense is, is playing, playing opportunistic football. I mean, they're getting after the quarterback. That's a dangerous team. I don't right. trust Detroit. Detroit, although as explosive as their, as their offenses, they have too many games. Golf still keeps turning games. the ball over. He, right. For whatever reason, he's still just turning the ball over. That game against Minnesota should have never been that close. Exactly. But uh, before we go off too far, the quarterback situation for us the politics of the nfl says you're supposed to start your first round draft pick but if you're a smart um coach and you and you're reading the tea leaves and you and you feel what 
Rudolph brought to this offense, to that offensive line, to the running back, to the wide receivers, the way they rallied around them and played on Saturday, it should be an easy decision. It shouldn't even been, uh, I can't comment on, because that's what Thomas said. I can't tell you he's going to start a quarterback next year. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The guy that just won you that game and gave you a, a chance, as a small chance. as it may be, to get into the playoffs, he gave you a chance. And, dude, I mean, he could have – that might have been a, a job-saving type of game, not only for Mason but for Coach Tomlin too. Mason was on his way to the Canadian Football League without that oh, game. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with talent. Again, it goes back to the politics of the NFL. He has sat on the inactive list for the last two years. Yeah. He's only dressed when guys have gotten hurt. And then, so and he was on his way towards looking for any opportunity to play, whether it be the XFL, USFL, whatever it is now, or the Canadian Football League. He was on his way before that performance to another league just to continue playing if he wanted. And he wasn't on the roster to start the year. Nobody no. wanted him. No. Nobody wanted him in free agency with as much stuff as going on and as much experience as he has. I mean, he is a valuable quarterback with experience with a winning record on top of that who numbers there are worse quarterbacks in the league than mason rudolph oh yeah absolutely and so but the fact that he didn't get any interest this offseason sat behind a trubisky who has been nothing but awful every time he has started for us as much faith as i wanted to have in him trubisky is not it and uh, i think we we saw that clearly these last three weeks um but Rudolph saved Christmas. Rudolph saved his job. Rudolph, you could say, saved Coach Tomlin's job. At least, I don't. Coach Tomlin was never going to be fired. He was I don't think he's going to get fired. I don't think he's going to get fired. He deserves that much respect to, to make a decision on if he wanted to stay or not because he's done so much for our franchise. But, I mean, you would say the talking heads at least have quieted down about calling for his head with the performance that our team put on Saturday. So Mason should play this week. He should start this week. Absolutely. Let's um, let's go. Um, would the team be better to not make the playoffs this year? No, because at this point, um, you're not getting draft capital out of it. You're going to draft around the same spot regardless. Draft, and and it, I think going to the playoffs gives this young team confidence going into the next year right I mean, you can't place um a value on the experience that you get uh and they'll be on the road in a hostile environment if they make it uh going into the playoffs and having that type of uh, uh gravity in regards to how big the game is that is valuable experience that you can get you can only get if you're playing in the playoffs so with the fact that we're not going to be gaining any significant draft status by not making it. I think, uh, yes, I think our team would be better served if we made it to the playoffs. Whether you make the playoffs or not, I'm crystal ball to you. Washington calls, Chargers call. I'll give you a, a first and a third for Coach Tomlin. Mm-mm-mm. No, um, it's not. The grass is not always greener, man. And if something has clicked with this team under Coach Tomlin, you want to see, give him a year. You see if he can't water it and make it grow even more. Because, I mean, granted, it's only one game, so I don't want to go too far and overreact like uh, a Steeler Nation tends to do, like I tend to do sometimes. But um, something happened on Saturday. Two firsts. You want to see if – Two firsts. Yeah, two firsts. That's tempting. Yeah. But, the first no. this year and the first in two years. Dude, not back to back years. You just see all over the league what good coaching versus bad coaching does for your team, Absolutely. what it does to a franchise over time. You see the mess that has happened in Chargers with all the talent that they've had. Nope, they have not found a coach. They have not found a leading man. So I understand why they might do something like that to try to pry Coach Tomlin away because they now see how important coaching is. Um, and another example, the Raiders, dude, the Raiders and what uh, Coach Pierce is doing for that franchise, how that team is responding versus what they were doing under uh, McDaniels. You but know what's weird a, about it, though? Tangible difference 
And it all starts with the head coach. That's the only You know what's weird about that is we saw that out of the Raiders a couple years ago when they had the Gruden mess. And they rallied around the interim coach, made the playoffs, and they didn't give him a chance. So hopefully they give uh, Pierce a chance to stick around, and he's the right guy for that job. I do believe that. Um, But, uh, yeah. They went McDaniels. But back to Coach Tomlin, I I think you take that if you're the Steelers, if it's one of those teams, Washington. If it's somebody with a top 10 pick this year, I think you take it for a couple reasons. Yeah, one, one, I'm going to save you from being a prisoner of the moment here because I know you're happy. I know you got your positive pants on. Rudolph saved Christmas. The Bengals suck. Their defense especially sucks. Oh, they definitely suck, yeah. Um, The Bengals also didn't have Jamar Chase. I was more impressed with the defense because Browning has played well. He's not been Joe Burrow, but he's played well. I was more impressed again with the defense coming out and handling business and dude, what makes it guys, more impressive about the defense is that we it was three practice squad players starting. Yes. Pat and, Pete was playing free safety. Miles Jack came from his construction job or whatever he was doing. Wearing Charlie was, Batch's number. Right. Came out and then played great for us at middle linebacker. He said, he said, I was out, I was working out at the gym watching the games at Applebee's or whatever he said after the game. But um, no, the, the Bengals stink relative to what the Bengals are, especially on defense. The, that's with the contracts they've handed out and stuff where the Bengals have taken their hit is on defense. Yeah. And as good as I know you're over the moon, this is not me trying to, to poo poo your. No, you can't. There's fun. no way you can less, lessen my mood. I'm, I'm, I'm in the holiday. But that was a slightly above average offensive performance. Yeah, it wasn't fan. It wasn't the greatest offensive performance, but if we're being relatively speaking, it's it, just we might compared as well have been, to what you've seen. Yeah, we might as well have been the Miami Dolphins compared to the other right. two teams. <laughs> GP like, was Tyree Kill. So right. And that's what I'm saying. You can't be the prisoner of the moment. We'll see what they do in Seattle, but it's I, I do think it's a game you can win in Seattle because I think the brand of football that they brought Saturday can translate to the road in Seattle. The, those receivers – you could throw it up to DK and he's going to go get it. And I, I think Smith and Jigba is going to eat you guys alive this week. The way that they've gotten him into the game, just because of what you just said about the secondary and what you're dealing with in the secondary. Hopefully Um, we'll get Minka back. I think this is uh, Patrick Peterson movement of free safety gives him a new lease on life. That's what a lot of talented quarterbacks who lose a step or two end up doing. Uh, And some of them end up being great. And I think he has a chance to at least be a solid player at free safety. But, yeah, I'm terrified of those three, that three-headed monster. They got a receiver. And the fact that we lead the middle of the field wide open. And this so, game will be won or lost by T.J. Watt. I'll tell you that right now. In your defensive but, line. If but, they can get after Geno, you can win. If not. This is a Seattle's defense who has trouble stopping the run. And so we can control the game from that, that aspect. Then maybe, maybe we get a chance to come out of Seattle – where the, where the 12th man is loud and, and all get I'm, that's the one stadium I've never played in actually, but I heard oh, how loud Seattle. it gets up there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that off for us. I, I think that if you get there, because I don't think you make the playoffs, I, I still think there are roster deficiencies here that actually needs that rebuild you were talking about. I think there's a lot of roster deficiencies up and down. And I don't know. I still, I'll go back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. I don't know that there's been progress. Yes. Mate, you're going to bring in another new offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that that's going to happen. Mason is Mason. We've seen Mason do this before, but Mason's not going to be your guy. It's either going to be Kenny or a quarterback you draft this year. That's Mm -hmm. just the reality of it. So for whatever reason, you might as well get bullets in the chamber so that you can start filling out this roster again with college talent in the draft. And if you can get two firsts, a first and a third in addition to your first that you guys had that'll be middle of the road, middle of the pack. I think you take that, especially in deep quarterback drafts, both this year and next. But then we really like you talk about that, but then we got to find a head coach. When and have you have whiffed? To... When have you ever um, whiffed on a head coach? Um, I mean, there's is a first time for everything, and I don't want to try. I'm Listen, like, I- I don't want it. I don't want you to find a new head coach because I I think there's a better than not chance you get a guy like Harbaugh or somebody who could come in there and and develop the offense and win 
right away. But I think they're going to make that move to an offensive branded coach. Yeah. And, and I that's don't see kind them, of what worries me yeah. as a Browns fan. The Steelers history does not uh, lend itself to finding somebody who um, is already a head coach. They usually hire somebody, an up and coming coordinator, like Coach Tomlin and Coach Coward both were. Um, even Coach Coach No uh, back in the day were assistant coaches before they got hired. I don't. I never like the aspect that getting a head coach that's already on the couch right now, or someone who failed somewhere else, and bring them in, and right. expect them to come in and do it. Like that. That always seemed like. Uh, um, uh, like Mike like, McCarthy in Dallas right now is that guy. Yeah, and like Sean Payton, even though he de- technically didn't fail, but his last years in New Orleans weren't good, and so that he took a year right. off and then. Uh, now he's he's losing to New England um, on uh, Saturday Night Football. So you know who could also be a good replacement and might not miss a beat. His name's escaped me. I'll tell my he was just with you guys last year. And now he's the defensive coordinator in Minnesota. Oh, Flores, yes, Flores. I can see, I can see that. I could definitely see that. Brian I Flores, Flores. Would actually, I would, I would, I would be down with that if we can guarantee Flores and then get two first round draft picks. I would ride well, with that. And here's here's what might save Kenny Pickett. You get Flores, and then you get somebody from that Shanahan tree to run the offense. I like Brian Greasy. Yes. Get somebody like who can come Brian in, Greasy. who knows the concepts of the run game, will develop mm-hmm. a pass game off of the run game, will have your offensive line in lockstep. I'm giving you – this sucks for me because I am giving you the tools to success right now. I am laying it out on a silver poo-poo platter – for how you beat my Browns for the next 15 years. And it is Brian trade Tomlin for a couple first picks. I, and you know how I feel about Tomlin. I defend him more than Steelers fans do. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. As a Browns fan, I defend Tomlin more than a lot of Steelers fans do. He has but when you're looking at what you can get, yeah. get back from him, and then you have a guy like Flores who could step in, was in Pittsburgh for a year, and then maybe get a guy like Greasy or somebody in that you know same tree, but one of Mike McDaniel's assistants down in Miami to come in, mm-hmm. put those concepts in, save Najee Harris's career when you start running these zone run schemes and things like that, and then you mm-hmm. develop the play action off of it where Kenny's now looking at wide-open guys running across the field and not having to think so much and try to fit things into tiny windows. That could be the recipe for success for them going forward. And then it's a win-win because Tomlin goes to a ready-made quarterback offense team who just needs a championship coach to get them over the hump to the Super Bowl again. He might not want that, but that's that's where I – that to me is the playbook for the Steelers offseason, for a successful offseason. If there's any team that would do it, um, give up that type of draft capital, it would be the Chargers because they have a team that's ready to win now. I don't so think everybody talks. Yeah, everybody talks Washington, but I don't think Washington does it because they don't have a quarterback. The, the Chargers have a quarterback, so they right. don't need that high draft pick in they order need it. to, and, to uh, do it. Yeah, the Redskins have a lot of holes all over. Yes, um, both sides of the ball. So I don't see them giving up that much draft capital. But I could see that if that scenario were to unfold, I could see that see the Steelers making that move. I still think that you give Tomlin one more year find a coordinator similar to what we were talking about in that Shanahan tree or Miami tree um, with the under McDaniels, somebody who has an explosive type offensive mindset uh, to come in and and really get these boys excited on offensive side of the ball, get GP who we see the talent on that kid, man. I mean, four catches, 195 yards after all the stuff that happened. He would just stop taking crazy pills. Yeah. But like you see, how explosive he is and what that does to our offense as a whole. You want to get a coordinator to come in and, and design stuff to get him more opportunities to get his hands on the ball and not just damn, even still, even though he had a great game, he ran a slant into yeah, the house was, and then he ran two fade routes, two go routes. The, the touchdown was what? An 80 yard touchdown, 75 yard touchdown. It was a slant. It was a, it was a slant. Yeah, it was on a slant, but yeah. again, we go back to, it was a couple plays that, yeah, atoned yeah, for those yards. Like we, we executed, but that was more because Cincinnati sucked because somebody missed a tackle on that play, as opposed to our offense really doing anything, uh, doing anything uh, 
out of the ordinary or something. Yeah. We ran slant, we ran goals, and we ran our run plays. But there was nothing. The mind, same offense you've been same running. Offense. It just worked this time, you know, uh, against a really bad defense. So, and it worked. what? A really bad defense, like you said. I, I, I'm going to need somebody to cut. I, I need that ISOed right there. Really, Who are we talking really about again? Bad defense. The Bengals. The mm. Bungles. Mm. How's that taste? Stink, don't it? <laughs> So so stinks, stinks, so, so. Bengals fans. But, but you know, you- um, we gotta we gotta switch gears a little bit now because uh, here toast toast to our victory, toast to our victory Tuesday. Victory Tuesday, my man. As we as we do this, the um, because my guys, your my guys, guys, old Joe's out there spinning it, boy. Life, I'm actually, if we don't make the playoffs. I'm rooting for y'all. I am rooting for the Browns heart. if we don't make the playoffs, man. Because it just warms my heart. I can appreciate the type the, the type of football they're playing right now. I can appreciate Joe Flacco, who I always thought was a good quarterback, not great, but was the perfect quarterback for the Ravens, and now he's the perfect quarterback for you guys. You have to be feeling pretty confident going into this weekend with him as your quarterback versus at any other point in the last. 10 to 15 years when you when have you gone into a weekend knowing that you got a guy that you can get behind at quarterback name the last one that you felt that way about baker in his rookie year okay baker's rookie year even 2020 there's a lot of weird stuff going on um until like once obj got hurt the offense was more in sync and in rhythm but Joe's going out there and doing what you're supposed to do. So Amari Cooper is the perfect superstar wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He just shuts up, does his job, and gets open. There's not all that extra this. Him and Nick Chubb are probably the two most perfect skill position players as, as far as temperament and and like their minds. They're quiet. They just go out there and they just produce for mm-hmm. the most part. But – I mean, Flacco's still going to throw into the other team. And again, it's not without drama. We lost our kicker this week. He pulled his hammy, <laughs> chasing down a right? damn kickoff return. Who's been uh, who's been a baller for y'all this year? Oh, my gosh. It's been Dustin Hopkins. I wanted to give him a lifetime contract after the kicking mess that we've had there for the last six years. Yeah, it's been a, but, just as bad as your quarterback situation. But here's the thing with Flacco. He's seen it all, and it's – it's not that he does have a cannon, but it's not that he's doing anything. It, it's, it sounds weird. I'm not trying to poo-poo what he's doing. He's not doing anything special. He's throwing to what the defense gives him. He's seen all these defenses. He's reading the defense and throwing it to where the open guy is. And because he's seen so much, it, it was a problem with Watson too. Watson still, I don't think, can read defenses right. He holds the ball so long. And he's always depended on his escapability to be what triggers guys open down the field. And now he's lost that step from being out of the game for a couple years. And we play pretty tough defense in the AFC North. Like When you're getting hit by the Steelers and Ravens, a whole lot different than getting hit by the Colts and Jaguars. Right, exactly. Um, So it might be good for Watson, you know, long-term that he's seeing this and getting – because there was so much pressure on him coming back from suspension to produce. And now he's seeing the offense flow in the way that the offense is supposed to flow with guys off the street, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, nobody wanted. It's we have the fifth string tackles. Yeah. Joe's out there bebopping, scatting around. He's getting away. He's elusive. He's throwing on the run. But mostly he's seeing, oh, the safety's this way. My guy's open that way. He, And that's how the offense is supposed to be run. He does have a cannon, but I saw somebody else bring this up, and I thought it was a perfect point. Joe Flacco, the majority of his career, was playing in a division that had Troy Palomalu and all these safeties that were ready to just come down and crunch receivers and now we have an NFL where it's two-hand touch for the most part. Yeah. And that's interesting. He is just out there living his best life with the and by the time that the, 
NFL started to change, he was on his way out the door with Baltimore. This is the most extended playtime he's had since when was Lamar drafted? 2018. Yeah, he's been a starter for five years now. So the league has yeah. changed. It's the it's league has not, changed in the next five years. The safeties aren't coming downhill the way they used to. The middle linebackers are the size of safeties. Yeah. I mean, Ray Lewis would be a defensive tackle in today's NFL on his size alone. Right. Yeah, the big Cooley's, the Brian Erlackers are a thing of the past, man. Yeah, and that's not to take anything away from them. I'm sure, like, you know, different eras, guys change their body type to to fit within the era they're in. That was what was demanded in that era, in that time, was to be a big, bruising middle linebacker. Ray Lewis isn't running with wide receivers down the middle of the field. They're tight ends down Mm -hmm. the middle of the field. That was foreign. I mean, look at Tony Gonzalez. kind of big, right? Who's that? Roquan Smith. He is, but you also got Patrick Queen there. Yeah, who's uh, he's a DN. They, yeah, they I mean, complement like, each other well. They do, they do. So yeah, Joe's just—he's out there slinging it. He's spinning it, boy. He's having the time of his life throwing the guys wide open to Njoku in the back of the end zone on a oh, scramble. That was off. It was amazing last week. Yeah, yeah. DB was back was turned. Yeah, DB yeah. back was turned. Okay. It's hard to okay. mix them all together because he has so many. I mean, if Joe Flacco was a Steeler right now, I don't know what you'd be doing if you were that excited over Mason Rudolph's performance because you'd be ready to retire his number. We're going to have Joe Flacco's statues in Cleveland. Browns are a fun team to watch right now, man. That dog pound is is rabid uh, up in Cleveland, man. This is how bad it is. He threw a pick, and I'm yelling, don't try to tackle him. Do not hurt yourself. We can't have this again. Just let him go. I can't have you out there trying to the tackle. Don't even get yes. in the mix, right? Don't Just even try it. I've seen how this story ends. Everybody <laughs> on the team is dying right now. Just walk away. Let somebody else chase them down. Yeah. Just, yeah, despite just, all the injuries, man, the Browns are playing their best football right now with Flacco at the helm. So that's that's pretty good to see, man. And, and when you look at the rest of the AFC playoff picture in the AFC, I – they match up well against just about any team that can make it to the playoffs. I think right now, if I had to say, Cleveland would beat Kansas City. Miami's the team that scares me. Miami is scary. They're the Miami team that's scary. scary. And the one thing that your your defense is not playing as great as they were earlier on in the season, which is cause. They're, they're still, I mean, they're still they're still playing well. It's um, Miami scares me. We play so much man. And we cannot play man against Miami. No, you can't. Tyreek yeah. Hill will run past every corner on our team. And we can't play man against Miami. And that's that's why we're good is our, our DBs play so much man. And Miami scares me. Everybody else we can play with. Not worried about. I think it would be the perfect story if Joe Flacco knocked Baltimore out of the playoffs. It would. And that would be a good matchup. Baltimore, as good as they've been playing, they're 12-3. and three, They don't scare me. 49ers are still a scarier team, I think, than the Ravens are. And it's probably because we have so much familiarity between it, it being a division rival. You guys already beat them once this year. You won and won against them, right? And, yeah. Um, so, obviously, you, you you could beat them because you've done it before. Um, Buffalo, I think that would be a good matchup. That might be the, the other one that might give me a little pause, the way they're playing right now even though I didn't think they played that well against the Chargers the week before they played really well. And you never know which Josh Allen you're going to get. You never know. And so um, Jacksonville, Indy, Houston, we've already beaten. They don't worry me. Here's why we play Baltimore well. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, J-O-K. He might be the one linebacker in the NFL that can spy Lamar Jackson because of how fast he is. We also – and this is your boy, Greg Newsom. We confuse Lamar because he doesn't know if JOK or Greg Newsom is the one spying him on any given play because Greg Newsom is our nickelback. He is our, he's our slot corner. Mm-hmm. So because JOK has the ability to run with tight ends and receivers, Lamar Jackson doesn't ever know which one of our guys is he identifying as you know, they talk about the mic or whatever, but in his case, it's the spy because yeah. he, we saw it last night, third and forever. 
Lamar just runs around in circles around all the 49ers, gets down to the 10-yard line, 30-yard gain. He's not doing that against the Browns. Frankly, he's not doing that against the Steelers either. No. And it's because of the interdivisional familiarity that they have. But the reason, as much as I love Joe Flacco, it's a good story. It's fun seeing all this stuff, 300 yards in three straight games. He's just out there slinging it. It's fun to watch. We have a chance because of our defense every week. Yeah. We were up 36 to seven and you don't ever see backups come in the game in the NFL. We put our backups in too early, too, <laughs> too early, early, but we put yeah. our backups in Yeah, and it wouldn't have been too early if we could have just recovered an onside kick, but I digress. But yeah, we have a chance in every game because of our defense. And the one team that I don't think we match up well against in the AFC is Miami with our defense. Now, we play the Jets this week. Somebody could get hurt again this week because that's also been our kryptonite and what's been killing us all season long. Let another Northwestern Wildcat come into the building and Trevor Simeon. Man, they almost blew that game. <laughs> they almost blew that game on Sunday because Jacoby Brissett, which brings me back to you, that right there, you guys should throw back up QB money at Jacoby Brissett next we year. Wanted, I wanted Jacoby. I still think he is a low-end starter in the NFL. I do too. But yeah. he is great for the quarterback room. He is. And he, he would is. be great. He would be great to have, whether it's Kenny or somebody else, he would be great to have in Pittsburgh for you guys. I'm tired of giving you guys the keys to success. Y'all yeah. better put me on the payroll. We do fine. We do just fine without you, right? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but it, Joe Flacco is such a fun story in Cleveland. And, and it would be like perfect football poetic justice if he were to knock Baltimore out. But speaking of his successor, Lamar Jackson, who had his team had a great game last night. Caught we me talked about last week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. That game was a game for the MVP. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson was my front runner for MVP. And he went out and played like the league MVP. He did. And, but, I also think I mean, that Kyle also Shanahan trying, went out there. I think that Kyle Shanahan went out there trying to showcase Brock Purdy in a Monday yep, night game. Exactly. And he fell on his face and he proved exactly what we were talking about with Brock Purdy. He's actually fine. you were talking about. I can't even take credit for that because I gave Brock Purdy all the credit. And on our podcast. Yeah. We we just it's a team effort, Trey. <laughs> well, you were the one that actually called it out, actually. You thought. And you said CMC is more valuable to that team um, than Brock Purdy is. And he is. And like you said, I think Shanahan was trying to showcase because he knew it was a matchup of the top two guys in the MVP race. And uh, And San Francisco had nothing to lose. You've already beaten Philadelphia, so you have the leg up for home field advantage anyways over over Philadelphia. You've already beaten Mm -hmm. them. So – um. But they, I think that he was trying really, to showcase that. But now yeah. they'll need to rein it back in because it was bad. It was a special level of bad from Brock Purdy because he was not playing within himself. He was not playing within the system. And I blame Shanahan for that. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he's an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. I think he can scheme stuff up that people dream of for his players. But Purdy threw that game away last night. And, and the offensive the, line didn't help. I mean, the offensive line play, no. played their worst game of the year, and then they lose Trent for that third, fourth quarter. But it's obvious. You get the ball to CMC 30 times that game, it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. You don't have five turnovers. He got it 14. He got the ball 14 times, uh, 14 runs. So he got it, I think he had four or five catches. So less than 20 times. Yeah. And CMC it's a balancing that because you definitely need – you don't – you may not win the playoff game. If, and we talked about this, actually. I've, I've come around 180. I thought that maybe you could just plug in the offense and it would still be good. But CMC takes them to a whole new level when yep. he plays. Elijah Mitchell would be effective. Don't get me wrong. Run the ball he would get his yards, but he's not he the, he's not the Swiss he's Army not, knife. He's not having that impact on the game that CMC does. And so Shanahan messed up and got away from giving it to his best player, try to showcase Purdy because that is, honestly, it makes him look like a genius. The seventh-round 
draft pick that Brock Purdy was, Mr. Irrelevant, coming in and winning MVP his second year, makes him look like the greatest coach ever almost. And he already has a pretty lofty um, title as is. People are, are pil- pilgrim or trying to take his coaches left and right. Yeah. Um, and so he's he's doing his job. He didn't need to be extra and try to showcase Purdy like he did. But we saw what happened. But I also wonder. And so I actually think that boded well more for CMC. I think he might have shot up ahead of Purdy as far as the MVP talks are concerned. But Lamar Jackson this year, 12-3, and three, he's doing great. If he wins the MVP, it will probably be one of the cases where the stats don't match up with what an MVP usually looks like. He's at like no, 19 and touchdowns. Especially and his passing touchdowns. stats. But he's right. going to run for 1,000 yards. He only has 743. I don't think he gets to 1,000 this year. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Um, so his because numbers his, will – His passing stats are actually lower and less than Baker Mayfield's. Yeah. He has 19 touch. I think Baker has like 28 and 6 or something. 24 and 6, 26 and 6, something like that, yeah. Something like that. And Lamar has 19 and 7 with five, Tampa Bay. Rushing, five rushing touchdowns. The Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> so Looking it's going to be there. interesting. And I think actually a dark horse in this MVP is the guy that the Baltimore Ravens have to play this week. And uh, they're Tua. Um, Tua had a big win without Tyreek uh, two weeks ago. Obviously, Tyreek came back last week and balled out. So we already Tyreek is another MVP candidate, but I, I just don't think wide receivers. It's just a quarterback award, and that's it is a quarterback that's award. the problem I have with it. It's two is in there because it's a quarterback award. Brock Purdy's in there because it's a quarterback award, and we you know go back and listen to the podcast from last week. It's still up there, iTunes, Spotify, all that jazz. You see it down here on the bottom of the screen where all we're at. But we talked about it last week. I I if we were going by the letter of the law and what it means. It's Brock Purdy's not up there. Two is not up there. Tyreek Hill to me is the MVP of the Dolphins. It's why. So after last night, and I'll, I'll dig in a little deeper. I don't think we went this far, but I was having a conversation with a buddy, and Brock Purdy's not even in the top five of most valuable people on his team, let alone in the entire NFL. If you take, if you take CMC, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa off that team, they're significantly less successful than if you take Brock Purdy off that team. And it's been proven over time. They got their they got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, who couldn't outperform Aiden O'Connell in Vegas. And it so it's not a knock on Brock Purdy. I think it's great that he's a starter and he's going to keep getting better, mind you. It's only a second year after being an undrafted only a second year. Right. After being an or a, the last pick in the draft, not undrafted, but it's he's going to keep developing and getting better. This, this isn't is his first the ceiling for as him. A starter. His first yes. offseason coming in as a starter, and he was so. hurt. And he was, he hurt. was hurt. He didn't play until like, surgery. You know, training camp. So it's not a yeah. slight on him, but let's stop trying to microwave him into Tom Brady just because it's a cool story. And we'll save that conversation for another day. But the the Forty Niners oh, are a well rounded team. Give me the order. As they stand right now, of My your MVP? MVP, your top four. Um, number one is Lamar Jackson. Okay. Number two is Tyreek Hill. Okay. Three is Christian McCaffrey. Four is Miles Garrett. Miles is still there. You know, he's been sackless for like the last two or three weeks. He's getting triple teamed. Yeah. So what? And, hell, and ever. Ever since ever since he ever since he said something about the refs, they have somebody on video. He's getting rock bottomed and face masked. There was a play where he comes around the edge. He not only gets held, the tackle reaches out and grabs him by the face mask in front of the ref, and nothing is called. So what? TJ deals with it. The great ones do. Deal yeah, with TJ's it. record isn't as good as Miles. What do you mean record at what? This season, I told you last week that if the Steelers' record was the Browns' record, TJ would be there over Miles. Okay, so let me tell you my. I want to hit on that a little bit, but let me tell you my top four for MVP. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is number one. I got CMC number two. I got Josh Allen number three, and I got it's between Tua and Tyree. You can at number four. One of them is number four. 
Um, I get that. But, uh, your boy Miles being number four, which he's a great player. He's a beast. He's a manimal. All the all the great uh, adjectives you can give him. But I think he's not even a defensive player. There. I think T.J. Watt is. If you just look at the stats, and I'm not one of those guys that overemphasize the stats, but the, for a defensive end to lead the league in sacks, like T.J.'s doing again, to have more forced fumbles, to have more turnovers more tackles more and i think they have the same amount of tackles for loss um i think tj might edge him up a little bit in a dpoy conversation and like i told you before i look at where i'm coming from is the best player on the best defense in the, the browns defense is only giving up 260 yards of offense a game mm-hmm. that's first in the nfl the Steelers defense, we'll talk about the Steelers offense, but at the end of the day, the Steelers defense isn't even top 20 in terms of yards given up. Right. But the turnover margin is where we shine this year. And granted, yeah, we have a very leaky defense. And I've, I've been on record to say that. Um, so that's what I mean. It's it's a byproduct of that. It's, and again, we're, we're splitting hairs because we're talking about the guy that's coming to the party just to be there because neither yeah. of them would win it. Um, right. Even if it was an even equal award, neither of them are even in the conversation of winning it. It's more a lack of it's more it's more a byproduct of it being a down year for guys like Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, a down year for Josh Allen, Dak Prescott showing again he can't win on the road with a game that they have to win to stay at, at the top of the division. Right. And the team goes out. Dak played well, but you're the you're the leader of that offense. Mm-hmm. And you again lose on the road in a winnable game. So you drive down, you get the score, but it's still, you know, the the problems with Dak are the same problems with Dak that have always been there. So mm-hmm. with the injuries to quarterback, the down play from certain quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, who he lost the Chiefs the game to the Raiders. Oh, he did. De- he definitely did. He definitely did. I mean, you can you blame know, the receivers, and they have been horrible, but this game. He went completely off script and then he's earned that right. Any, he's, yeah. he's due to have a bad game. Like it's yeah. it's fine. Yeah. He's human. But yeah, I mean, call a spade a spade. I mean, it is what it is. He he had a horrible game and it cost him the game. But uh my argument for TJ over Miles, and you kind of hinted at it earlier in this episode when you said the only way you beat Seattle is because of TJ. TJ yeah. Watt wins games, dude. He wins games. I don't know if there's another defensive player you can say that about. Well, it's – I've seen Miles do it against Chicago. You know, we're both coming from a place where we watch these players more than any other player in the league because they're Mm -hmm. on our team. So, Miles Garrett has done the same exact thing. Miles Garrett has gotten strip fumbles, blocked field goals, done all that stuff this year too to save and win games. So, it's – at the end of the day, again, when I look at it, Lamar Jackson is at the top of the list because he is the best player on the, on the offense, the best quarterback or not the best quarterback, but he is the, the driving force at quarterback for the team with the best record in the NFL. And the MVP is a quarterback award. And it's a quarterback right. award. Right. Miles Garrett is the driving force of the team that has the best defense in the NFL that has, they're only in the position to make the playoffs because of their defense. And it's not like they're an eight and seven team. They have the third best record in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. I think fifth best record in the NFL. And it's because of that defense. Our team couldn't go out and get first downs for large portions of the season with DTR and PJ Walker at quarterback. You know, the, the, the first time we played the Steelers this year in Pittsburgh, we lose that game because of Deshaun Watson. The defense had you guys knocked out of the game. TJ Watt won that game. Highsmith and TJ. He had help. TJ TJ Watt, but still, it's yeah. All we if we'd have taken a knee the entire second half against the Steelers that week, we would have won. That's how much our defense shut your offense down. No argument here. I mean, shutting our offense down is not very hard to do. So, so then it comes down to the Browns have two more wins than the Steelers this year, and if the if that scenario was flipped in reverse with what you guys had dealt with at quarterback all season long, just like we have, 
I would have TJ Watt ahead of Miles Garrett. But just based on this year and where they're at, you know, defensive rankings, where the teams are sitting and why they're sitting where they are, that that's I mean, can you point to one game where a, a team had a offensive outburst against the Browns defense that wasn't due to the offense turning the ball over? No, I can't. And so that's all it comes down. We're splitting hairs. Like it's it's one A and one B. And I the weird thing is is I think TJ is more valuable to your to the Steelers than 90% of players in the NFL, quarterbacks included. Yeah. And it's a it's a shame that it's gotten to that point. He's yeah, that yeah. good, but our talent leaves a lot to be desired. And so um, especially on the offensive side of the ball and especially up front on the O-line. So I would agree with that statement. I'll also say this, that I would put, if Christian McCaffrey didn't have a string of umpteen straight 100-yard games and scoring a touchdown in umpteen games, and it wasn't for the clear advantage that Tyreek Hill gives, like if, if we extended it to five, for me, Miles mm-hmm. and TJ are both there. TJ's there over Josh Allen for me right now. TJ's there over Dak Prescott for me there, like right now. If if it was a list of five instead of four, Miles and TJ are both in that conversation over many quarterbacks. But yeah. and over Brock Purdy, who did you see the guy cashed in his ticket? Uh-uh. What happened? There was a guy who before the season put in a two thousand dollar bet on Brock Purdy to win the NFL MVP. Would have paid two hundred thousand dollars. Before this weekend, they gave him a cash out option. Of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, and he took it. Smart Might be man. the best cash out oh, option in the history of betting. That, yeah, that, best that, cash out ever. That's clutch. I'll never, I'll never had that feeling. I, I suck at betting this year. Oh man, it's been horrible. Oh, it's, been, it's been a struggle, man. But it's been tough. We're gonna get back on the train this week. Oh yeah. Hey, the first you, you know, what that means is we're due. We are due. We're due. And you know what's the perfect time? Usually. My success comes in during the bowl games. And yeah. we got bowl season coming up, man. We got your Ohio State Buckeyes, who I don't even know who's going to be starting for you guys. Half of you guys transferred. So I don't it's even know surprise. what your team's going to look like. It's a surprise. On, Nobody on knows. On Friday, yeah. It's going to be a surprise. And then we Could got be Braxton the, uh, Miller. The play- <laughs> Could be CJ Stroud. It's in Texas. We got the playoffs this weekend, man. We're going to have to get together and watch that together on New Year's yeah, Day. Yeah, we'll put together some bets for that. We should let's let's do this again before we get together this weekend. Most definitely. Let, let's have another episode before we get together this weekend. Yeah. But we'll one more time there. before we do go, positive pants. You got to keep your I'm positive pants pan. on. Put your no positive what happens look, in Seattle. I'm going into the new year with positive pants all for the rest of 2023, man. I got these pants on. They've been fitting good. And we got two more weeks for my Steelers. And I think the positive pants are going to come through for us. Well, my Browns play Thursday this week, so I could already have a playoff spot locked up before I see you. So, yeah, you might get no pants when <laughs> we're going streaking. We're going streaking <laughs> straight into the playoffs. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get together. We'll um, we still have some grind my gears we have to do this week. We're not going to do that today, but we got to put together some picks again. Again, I owe you some baked goods. Yeah. You owe me some pizza or wings or something. So we're going to settle that score. While you're up also, here now. hopefully, we'll have our first guest ever. Yeah. Time permitting. And if the schedule works out, my man, Max Starks, my teammate, my brother from another, said he's going to come on and join us on Pod Me Up. We're going to pod him up real quick. I heard Max uh, working the sidelines on the game when I was driving back from New York when I was on a cruise. He does a good job. He's so, really uh, good at what he does. He speaks well. I'm sure he's excited and has positive pants on about yeah. this team. Now I got some for him. He he but, has the biggest positive pants, but I, I'll find them. Let me uh get you going on this. If they announce that Mason is not starting this week, is that a tough pill to swallow? I'll still wear my positive pants, but they will be slightly less positive. <laughs> <laughs> slightly less. They'll be they'll be frowning a little bit. They'll be Just, you know, yeah. They'll be uh they'll have that emoji with just a line bewildered, just a straight line. Yep. Yep. 
Um, so Max starts later this week, potentially. Yeah. Grind my gears. Mm-hmm. We've got some more picks. How was the uh, before we go? How was the the Christmas for the kids? Santa bring them everything well, they wanted. Man. The kids had a good time. They got a boatload of gifts from Santa. Um, but I almost forgot one of their gifts. I had more fun with it than they did. Have you ever done the MetaQuest VR? Uh, I've got I've got the Oculus. We've got the Oculus yes. too. I've not done any of the new stuff on it. Yeah, we got ours for Christmas, and I was in there playing tennis like I was Roger Federer in the living room, knocking down bases, breaking all kinds of stuff. But it's fun. It's I got really the fun. when we got ours a couple years ago. I got the Patrick Mahomes football one for it. Uh huh. So you like start in high school and stuff. My wife was laughing at me because I was talking crap to the defense. I was I was in the living room. You, were there <laughs> like, you, suck. Up. you suck. I was over there giving hand signals and stuff. Give me a running back. I was like, you need to you need to come over here. You need to motion over here. I'm telling them what to do. <laughs> She's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, we're we're going to state. I don't got time for this right now. We're going to I state. Paid to see that. I would have paid to see oh, that. It was it was a good time. Those games are fun, but I can only do it for so long. And like my head starts to hurt because it's yeah. right here on your face. So I have like a 30, 40 minute max, like, and then I gotta take a break. Dude, I get extremely sweaty. That thing is hot. Yeah. Well, you're moving, yeah, you're out there hitting backhands and volleying and Oh, it's not pickleball. Get my, get my <laughs> I see Trey right now. Trey's gonna bring it up. He's like Serena. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So man. we'll uh, we'll do it again in a couple days. Um, we'll see what breaks with bowl stuff, and let's put together some good picks, and then we'll mm. figure out where we're going to uh, where we're going to get together and and have some fun this weekend. Sounds like a plan. Happy holidays, my man. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right now.